Thanks for taking some time to listen to this message on the Elevate Church podcast. We believe that God will speak to you wherever you are. Now, let's prepare our hearts and hear what God has for us today. Come on, it's Ignite Weekend Part 2. This is going to be absolutely incredible. Uh, If you aren't sure what Ignite Weekend actually is, maybe you weren't here with us last week or didn't watch online, Uh, here's what's about to go down. We've got four incredible speakers. I'm going to introduce each one of them before they speak so that way they can just stand up here and they can bring it. Look, this is going to be 10 minutes or less, like rapid fire messages all about the faithfulness of God inside of every single one of their lives. I know you are going to be blessed by the messages that you hear today from each one of these speakers. Here's what I need you to do as an audience, whether you're at home in your kitchen, wherever you are, or you're here in the room. I need you to lean in. I need you to engage. This is going to be the first time that many of them have spoken this message on this platform. And so I need you to be like, hey, like pumped up, right? Like if it feels like you should clap, yeah, you should clap. If you feel like you should say amen or bake that cake, like bake that cake, say whatever you need to say, encourage them, lean in. I encourage you to take notes, pull your phone out, whatever it's got to be, so you can just encourage them. Because I know, again, their story is going to ignite the faith inside of your life as well. All right, let's dive into our very first speaker. She's actually a native of Japan, uh, but she's lived in Erie for over 30 years. Uh, She's been a part of Elevate Church, her and her family, for over eight years years, really. She's like an OG. She's been around for like since the beginning. Uh, She serves on our prayer team. Uh, She's got two sons, two grandsons, and a daughter-in-law. Right now, she's been retired from Erie Insurance. She says she likes to garden and hang out with family and friends. Doesn't that sound amazing? I think so, too. Come on, can we bring it up for our very first speaker, Yumi Marshall! Thank you, everyone. I'm so happy that I, we could worship Jesus with such a wonderful people. It's so nice to see you. I'm standing here because I wanted to be obedient to Jesus. I know he wanted me to share with you how God has been so faithful to me, even through some very dark and difficult time in my life. I was born in Osaka, Japan. My family wasn't Christian. I remember, remember my grandmother had an altar in her room. It was a black box. She changed flowers, water, rice every day and lit the candle and burnt incense to pray to her ancestors. I went, went to Sunday school when I was a child, but as I grew up, I became under a lot of pressure to study hard so I could enter the elite high school and go to the, an elite university so that I can get a job at a good company so that I can get married meet and marry a handsome young and business successful man. And once I get married though, I was supposed to quit my job and raise my family. So that was a Japanese way, tradition for girls. Does that make sense to you? 
it didn't make sense to me at all. But I was just going with the system of life. But deep inside, I knew there was something more. I was looking for true meaning of life. When I was in junior high, I went to a Sunday evening service, and there I discovered the true meaning of life. I repented of my sins and accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you. And with God's help, I was able to um, pass the entrance exam for that high school. And I was enjoying life. But as I learned more about the Bible, I felt like the life I was leading was meaningless. It was empty. I wanted to become a missionary or a person that would work in the church somewhere. I was getting more and more involved with the church. But one evening, my friends from Hawaii who are learning to be pastors in Japan told me that my pastor was having affairs with two of the ladies in the church. They were my old Sunday school teacher and the youth group leader. It was a total, total blow for me. I, those people I really admired were not the people that I believed to be. I felt so betrayed, so I left the church without telling anyone. Because I didn't want my friends to feel what I was feeling inside. But later, someone told me that the pastor denounced me from the pulpit. So I lost all my friends from church, and I felt so alone. One Sunday, a missionary couple invited me to go to their church in another city, so I went. After the service, pastor came over and told me that I wasn't welcome there. I needed to go back to my old church. So she even had the car and the driver for me so that they can take me right to, back to that church. I felt so trapped, but I obeyed, and I got in the car. As the, we are traveling, I prayed to God, God, please help me. I don't want to be treated this way. So when the car stopped at the light, I saw a train station ahead. I jumped out of the car without saying goodbye and ran to the, <laughs> ran to the station. I bought the ticket and got on that train. My heart was beating so fast and I was shaking the whole time, but I got home safely. But after that incident, I didn't want to try another, going to another church. So by then, my friends were already attending a good university cities and I was helping my mom at her drugstore. I felt like I was a total loser. And I was crying out to God, God, why did this happen to me? Did I make a mistake choosing a life to follow you? So as I, as I was praying, I realized I really needed to praise God and thank God for everything, even though I didn't understand. In the Bible I read, rejoice always. Pray continually. 
give thanks in all circumstances. I was like, really, God? <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but when I thank God and praise God for the exact situation I was in, I was filled suddenly with so much joy and peace, and I knew I was going to be okay. A few weeks later, another missionary friend called me and asked me if I wanted to go to Canada, Vancouver, Canada, to study the Bible. And I said, yes, I wanted to learn true Christianity. I had a wonderful time in Canada. I met some really interesting people too, like a pastor from Africa and like a real Eskimo people learning the Bible. And people from Taiwan, and you know they love to drink coffee and tea mixed together. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> God was healing my heart, and after nine months, I came back to Japan. When I looked for another a church this time, I found about, out about the Osaka International Church, where my husband, Tim Marshall, was leading worship and leading the singles group. We fell in love and got married nine months later. You see, God had a good plan for me. I just had to trust him. When my sons, Ken and Chris, were four and one, God opened the door for us to go to uh, Portland, Oregon, for my husband to attend the Multnomah Bible College to get a master's degree. Thank you, but I was really scared. I was scared of taking my two little kids, children, to a foreign country, especially since my husband was going to be a student. And I prayed to God, and God showed me Psalm 91. He promised me, and he was telling me, he is my protector and nothing evil will come upon our family. After that, I had complete peace in my heart. It was difficult in Portland. It was so difficult in all, every way. Yes, we got free rice and cheese from the government, <laughs> but God supplied all our needs and provided us with great mentors and he graduated with a master's degree. Yeah. But instead of going back to Japan like our original plan, my husband wanted to come to Erie, Pennsylvania <laughs> to work with his brother at the city mission. Yeah, that's great, right, for you guys. But I hated the idea. I cried a lot because this will change my life forever. We came to Erie anyways. When I, but I felt like I didn't belong here, like a misfit, because my culture was different. There was a language barrier too, and I got laid off from PNC Bank because my department was consolidated with the Pittsburgh branch, and it was really dark and trying time. Didn't feel like God was listening to me at all. It took a while. But I felt God was whispering to my heart, just trust me, just trust me. 
So as I trusted him with my life, I was able to get a job at ear insurance in the actuarial department. Thank you. Eventually, he promoted me to the career I retired from as a commercial lines underwriter. You see, God's love never fails. He was with me at every turn in my life. You may not be an Asian woman speaking in with accent like me, but in your situation, maybe totally different. But God is not. He is big enough to understand all our needs. And in God's eyes, there are no misfits. Because God created us so uniquely, and he doesn't make any mistake. And he wants us to celebrate ourselves, who we are. God, we just have to trust him and seek him with, our, with all our hearts. In Jeremiah 33, 3, God says, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you do not know. Isn't it exciting that the creator of the universe is waiting for us to come to him, sit with him, and talk to him, and listen to him? I'm so excited and looking forward so much to see what God is going to next for me, for my family, and for this church and beyond. Thank you so much. Come on, Yumi. That was awesome. So good, so good. I love, uh, maybe you caught it, maybe you didn't, but I think it's worth repeating. She said, your situation might not be like hers. It might look different, but God's the same. Come on, that's so good. That's so good. Thank you so much for sharing that. All right, we got, uh, I called them a dynamic duo earlier. I think it's like a one-two punch, actually. This, this next one is gonna be awesome. They've been coming to Elevate for three years. They've been married for three years. They've got three kids under the age of? Three. Wow, yeah. That's a lot of threes. It's a lot of threes. She's a registered nurse. He's a maintenance tech. I know you are going to be blessed by them. Can we give it up for Ryan and Mackenzie Conrad? Well, good morning. Good morning. It's a great day to worship the Lord, isn't it? Isn't Jesus wonderful? Isn't he faithful? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hey, it's an honor. It's a blessing to be on this stage in front of you guys. Um, Before we dive in, I just want to say thank you, Elevate Church. Mm -hmm. Thank you for what you do in this community, what you do in this house. You guys are awesome. You're awesome, Elevate. Um, And with that, I submit to an old role of, well, ladies first. Hi, guys. This is awesome. I love this. This is awesome. So blessed. Um... So Ryan and I had met back in 2015, 
and um, we met on Tinder. Both swiped right, mm-hmm. And <laughs> at that time, we were both unsaved. Um, and to give a very shortened version of our story, um, I ended up sleeping with somebody else when we were dating. And that night, I decided I would never tell him. I'm going to bury that, I'm going to suppress that, and I'm going to pretend it never happened. And I forgot about it, never thought about it. Moving on three years later, um, we were married, and we had um, our twin daughters, Blakely and Avery. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Um, they are cute. Um, <laughs> maybe other moms can relate. I'm sure you can. Um, but when you are, become a mom, it's like your spirit is awakened a whole new way. Like you never have been before. Um, I suddenly was responsible for humans. It was just, it was, it's new. It's crazy. And on top of that, um, two. And then on top of that, um, they went to the NICU. They were born premature. So um, they were only there for like 13 days. So, but that was the worst time of our lives. We've never prayed so much in our entire lives up until that point um, for their recovery. It was very, it was very difficult. Um, but God answered our prayers and he pulled them through and they are as healthy as can be. Um, you'd never know. Praise God for that. Um, so he, he brought them through, he brought us through, and we decided at that point that um, we were not going to raise these girls without them knowing who God was. We had been far from him for a while, and it was time to go back. And um, we were led to Elevate a couple months later, and um, it was, you know, if you're from Erie, it's like, what is over in that dollar theater? Like, what is going on over there? <laughs> I've been hearing about this Elevate. It's like, it looks exciting. Like... It was wild. So we, we decided to go. We weren't going to church at that time. We had gone in the past um, to like casual. He was a Lutheran and I had gone to a few churches with my friends. Um, but as soon as we came here, we fell in love. It's obviously like no other church. I mean, it's so much. It's awesome. Phenomenal what they do here. So great. Bringing people far from God, closer to God. It's so, so great. Um, so I decided to get baptized very shortly after that. Yes, thank you. It was awesome. So great. Um, so pretty rapidly after I got baptized, it was like the Holy Spirit was whispering into me about this secret that I literally suppressed. I forgot about it at that time. But it came to my forefront, and I couldn't see, behind, see past it. And um, I remember... It was July 9th, 2019, and so, you know, the twins aren't even a year old, and I'm laying in bed, and I can only explain it like it was like a physical manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It was like I was going to explode. I couldn't suppress it every time I did. He wouldn't let me, and I finally um, confessed to Ryan. And um, that was the worst night of our lives. Um, it was extremely tough experience, but it was as if... 200 pounds was lifted off of me. It was exactly what I needed to do. I listened to God and I did it. And even though it was like, this was five years ago, like why? I did it. And it was exactly what I needed to do. And it, it was, it was exactly where I needed to be. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Um, as Ken said, it was, uh, it was an extremely tough night and, uh, mm -hmm. the days to follow were very tough. Um, I'm not originally from here, so I didn't have anybody to turn to that next day. I'm originally from Pittsburgh, so you guys, how Yin's doing in that down there? <laughs> um, but like I said, I had no one to turn to. I didn't have anybody to call 
or to say, hey, let's go get lunch, let's go get dinner. So I had a meeting with Jesus, and uh, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but during the week there's no service here, um, and the doors are locked. I have no explanation why, but God opened the doors in this house for me, and I sat right back in that corner there, and I wept, and I had no idea what to do, and he was there for me when no one else could be. And it brings me to Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted, and he saves the crushed in spirit. Come on, somebody. Come on. I want to mention um, Luke. God says in Luke 12, 2 through 3, nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered. Nothing is secret that will not become known. Yes. And therefore, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered behind closed doors will be proclaimed from the housetops. And that was in my heart to, to bring that to light. Um, so, you know, while we're trying to establish our faith, faith the next um, 16 months after that were the darkest times of my entire life. Um, no one knew what was going on. We didn't tell family. We didn't really tell friends. Um, but it, it's hard to portray just in these few minutes that we have how dark it really was. Um, our marriage was essentially over. We talked about divorce often. It was on the table. Um, I knew he was only around for the kids. Um, he had told me a few times at that point. And um, I didn't blame him. I mean, I had fallen into a dark depression. Um, I felt very alone, unwanted, unloved, abandoned. And um, I hated myself at that point. Um, and let me tell you guys something. Um, if it's not in God's word, that it's not of him. And the enemy was basking in this opportunity and he was attacking us and um, he was feeding us so many lies that we were listening to and discernment is key in this in these situations so you're you're in the darkness and you're convinced that these are these are true you I did that you know I you know you're you're listening to it because you think it's true but it's not in God's word and it's not it was not true um, but at that time I fully believed that I had ruined our family um, you know everything that could have been was no longer and um, it was tough. A lot was going on upstairs. And I didn't really have anybody. Um, and then we became pregnant again during all that, too. With another blessing, we have a third, Adeline Gray. And um, God gave us that blessing in the midst of our darkness, for sure. Amen. You know, as uh, Mackenzie said, uh, those were some really rough days. Um, you know, and one thing it's to remember is the light shall not be overcome by the darkness. The light shines through the darkness. And, you know, it seemed as if every day was an argument. It seemed as if every day there was always something. And I'm just so blessed to stand here before you guys and tell you that, you know, whenever there is a situation, I can stare at my wife right in the face and say, I'm not battling you. I'm battling an evil spirit. I'm battling the evil. And Ephesians 6.12 tells us that, that we're not, our, it's not flesh and blood that we're battling. It's evil spirits. Mm -hmm. um, so we kept coming in to church here, um, and I kept hearing Pastor Colby talk about these groups, groups. And I'm like, what's going on with all these groups? Um, so I went on, and I joined uh, Ethan Armstrong's group. And... Uh, it really opened me up to just study the word and just see what the word says about what God says about me and what he wants for me. Um, and I opened up to Ethan about what was really going on in my life. And let me tell you guys, 
groups is such a powerful thing to surround yourself with people who are in the faith and who will always be there for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm not going to get in too far involved with this because I could be here for a while. But one of the th- uh, couple things, I was um, involved in the CSANS program. And I'm, if you guys don't know what that is, that is a suicide prevention program. Um, I was diagnosed with major depression, manic bipolar disorder, and an onset of paranoid schizophrenia. Um, which then led me into the pill mill, which I call it the pill mill, which is like, try this one. Oh, that doesn't work. Try this one. Oh, that didn't work. Um, With that, that led me to lean on medical marijuana. I uh, leaned on that very hard, and what my flesh was telling me was what I needed was medicine. What I needed was this marijuana, and what I really needed was God's medicine, and God's medicine is his word. I needed his word. So, thank you. So during all this time, God was very heavy on my heart about a secret that I had been hiding for a long time, um, which led to my confession about myself being on a sex-based dating app behind Mackenzie's back, which Revelation Revelation 3.20 teaches us, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him. Confessing this to Mackenzie was literally probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. But with God's grace, he walked me through it. And it went so perfect with God's grace. He's always there for you. That's right. Amen. God says in 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we came to a point where, you know, we're holding on to these, these things that happened to us. You know, he did this to me and she did this to me. And after taking a day to spend with the Lord, we came to a decision um, to forgive each other like God forgives us. God says that when he forgives us, he casts our sins as far as the east is from the west. And that's what we decided to do. Cast it away. It's in the past. It's gone. It's left there. Um, God had been doing something with us this entire time. He guided us to confess our sins. He cleansed us and redeemed us. And that's where we needed to look from here on out. Amen. Um, there was trust issues. There was so many things that we had to overcome. There were so many things in front of us that we could have easily been like, this is too much. This, let's just be done. Um, betrayal, lies, so much to overcome. And we just rebuilt our relationship at that point from the ground up, but with Jesus being our foundation this time. Amen. Which, uh, with this confession and with leading, with uh, Jesus as our new foundation, led to my baptism as a born again believer. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. Yeah, uh, this is a, I. This is my second baptism. I was a wet baby at one point. <laughs> uh, it was perfectly imperfect how that night went down. Um, I didn't register. So if you're going to get baptized, make sure you register. (laughs) A few weeks later, there was an episode at our house that had led me to a serious attempt at suicide. I could stand up here and talk to you guys about this for hours. I mean, it's Labor Day weekend, so what? No one's got to be at work till Tuesday? So we're good, right? We're good. Um, To keep it short, God moved the moon in such a supernatural way for me that kept me in place long enough to not do what the enemy told me I needed to do. I came home and went alone to pray and was weeping for what I had almost done. My kids had almost lost their dad. My wife had almost lost her husband. And as I was crying, 
a voice came into the room and said, who do you think moved the moon? And I looked up and Jesus appeared to me. And I fell at his weep and I felt his weep. I fell at his feet and wept even harder and worshiped him. And he looked at me and he said, I've always been here for you and I will never leave you. And he lifted me up. And let me tell you guys, since that night, I've been completely healed of all mental health issues. Not once. No more pills, no more drugs, no more nothing. Let me tell you, God promises us that in Isaiah 54, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. You draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. So again, I want to stress this, guys. It's very important to surround yourself with people who will be there for you in the faith. And the group I mentioned earlier, Ethan, had hooked us up with these two near and dear people to our heart, Kevin and Kelly Burroughs, who disciple us every week on FaceTime. Um, and they still do. And the whole narrative is explained in James 15, or 5, 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray to one another so that you may be healed. I'm so thankful for these people. I'm so thankful for surrounding myself and us with people of the faith. And it's very important, guys. With that, it leads us to Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. God came into our situation because we sought him. Someone in this room, someone online, you may be in darkness. Let me encourage you, walk in love, walk in forgiveness. Psalms 51, 17 teaches us that the sacrifices to God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. God loves when you come to him broken. He can fix your brokenness. No matter how broken it seems to you, Matthew 19.26 teaches us that for, with man, it seems impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So glory to God. Our marriage has been reconciled. Thanks to our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. We are truly so joyful now. And I love my wife now more than I ever have. And I know she loves me more than she ever has. Thank you. I mean, we still have our dates. I'm not going to tell you we don't. I don't wash the dishes all the time. I'm working on it. Um, but every day we choose to love each other. It's a choice. It's a choice. Yes. Be expectant that God is speaking to you and let him into your situation. Absolutely. Don't give up. Do not give up. He has a plan for each and every one of you here online. He has a plan. Seek God. Seek his written word. He will guide you. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you guys something. God loves you. No matter how bad you think your sin is, no matter how far away from him you feel, he loves you. It's his love. There's nothing you can do about it. It's his love. It starts with him. It ends with him. There's nothing that can separate his love from you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Something that's heavy on my heart here is John 14, 16. I pray the Father and he will send another comforter and he shall abide with you forever. Isn't it awesome that Peter walking along the shores of Galilee with Jesus, what we have today is better. 
What we have here is better. Thank you, Jesus. And my prayer for you guys is to allow our story from death to life, both individually and as a marriage, fuel your faith in Christ Jesus. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. Come on, that was so good. Thank you, Conrads. absolutely incredible and uh just to to realize that like when they let god in that's when the restoration happened and maybe for you it's an individual relationship that you need to let god into or maybe it's a a marriage it could be any of those things but that's when restoration occurs so thank you guys so much for sharing that all right you guys good you ready for one more all right, this is going to be awesome. Uh, if you've got, if you're in the room or maybe you're in the lobby and you're, you're, you come to Elevate Church in, in the building, not just online, uh, and you've got kids that are like fifth grade and under, I can almost guarantee you know our next speaker. Okay, she's our kids director. Her and her family have been coming uh, to Elevate since Father's Day 2014. Come on, somebody. Uh, her husband, Seth was just holding it down on the guitar up here earlier during worship. Her, their kids, Kyra and Eden, serve over in our Elevate Kids area. They're also a part uh, of our Elevate Youth Student Ministry. And she has been full-time on staff since 2016. Can we give it up for our kids director, Gilson Lucas? Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for that introduction, Pastor Will. I am just so honored to be able to share part of my story today. Haven't these other two faith stories just been incredible? Oh, praise God. Well, not many people know, but I'm actually a Muslim convert. I was born in the country of Turkey into a Muslim family. I moved to the United States when I was seven years old. Um, My relationship with Allah, the God of Islam, was pretty much non-existent. Um, Actually, any relationship with any God was non-existent. You have to understand that Allah is not the same true God of the Christian faith. And so what I had, um, what I believed, what I knew, um, I had been told to believe. It was something that had been kind of passed down to me as a generational cultural heritage. So I questioned faith. I questioned my faith. And as I got older, I even rebelled against it. And so I, I grew up with very strict parents. I lived a very sheltered life. Um, I had certain pressures placed on me. My parents did not want my, my older brother and I to waste the American dream that they had been working so hard to build. And so um, even while living in America, I want you guys to know my, my dad and my brother, they still practiced Islam. They went to a mosque. We always had a Quran on our coffee table. We recited Arabic prayers. You know, those signs that you see at Kirkland's with, you know, my, me and my house will serve the Lord, but we had those in Arabic on our wall, in our room, you know, in our living room. And so, but I was growing up, I was feeling very lost. And so somewhere around middle school, I started just really questioning things and I was really seeking like love and, and peace. I was really feeling empty. So as a Muslim, of course, I was looking forward in Allah. That's who you turn to. That's who your fulfillment would come from. But when I went to Allah, I didn't feel anything. My prayers, they were hollow. 
I was asking him to heal me and to fill me, but there wasn't anything there. And I didn't experience peace. And I didn't always agree with the Islamic faith, especially their views on women and how women were treated. So my faith was just shallow. It was so shallow. And so what did I do? Of course, I turned, well, you know, the things that should belong to God. I, I turned to unhealthy people and things to fill that need that was empty, you know, inside of me. And um, I was always a great student. I was involved in a lot of activities. It was expected of me. You know, my parents put that kind of requirement on us. I mean, I enjoyed doing those things growing up. But as a teen, I was trying to fit in. I was trying to be well-liked. And, and so I did some pretty dumb things. I turned to boys to fill that void. I turned to underage drinking, um, smoking weed, partying, drugs. It was just all very, very crazy. And, and of course, my parents knew nothing about it because I hid it really well. Um, but I, I had a lot of misconceptions of who God was, you know, his character. Um, I saw Allah as this like endless ladder that I was always like trying to do all of these things to attain something, you know, it was just like all works. And it was just, it was, he was someone that was unattainable. It wasn't like, it wasn't about a relationship. And so as a Muslim, I would think, what is it going to take for me to earn God's love and acceptance? Because so much of what I knew about Islam and so much of it is work, it's just based on works. It's all about fulfilling these pillars of faith, the Islamic faith, and it's just like never enough. And I just, I just could never attain it. And I just had so much guilt and shame. There was just so much guilt and shame embedded inside of me. So then um, in 1995, I came home on um, Christmas break. It was in college. And my mom told me that she was invited by a coworker to um, go to a Christmas Eve service, a Christmas um, service at her coworker's church. And she said she was curious and she wanted to go. And so she invited me along and said, sure, I'll go. Um, now you have to understand, I knew nothing about the Christian faith. I, you know, learned bits and bits of bits and bits and pieces about Christianity from living in America. And I had friends who um, went to church with their parents, you know, in high school, they went to church. And, um, but I only knew about Jesus through the lens of Islam. So I knew that he was a good teacher, but I didn't know anything else. But that night, for the very first time, I heard the gospel. I heard the gospel and a veil had been lifted off of my eyes and I knew that I knew this had been the missing piece in my life and I had fully heard the truth, the goodness and the truth about Jesus. And I discovered that night that God is love. God is love because God showed his love towards me and towards you when he sent his son Jesus into the world to die for us on the cross. And the minute I made a decision, it was like something had just clicked into place in my heart.
And there was a sense of peace that I had never felt before just come upon me. I wept, by the way, through that entire service. It was just not possible not to. Um, But over time, I want to tell you guys, what I'm just so proud of is that over time, that missing puzzle piece has been found for my brother, my mom, and eventually my dad. And today, we all love and we serve Jesus. Praise God. It wasn't easy. I want to tell you, it wasn't easy. But I know now that we cannot do anything to earn God's love and acceptance. We wouldn't be able to even if we tried. We just have to receive it. Ephesians 2.8 tells us this. By grace you have been saved. It is not by anything but through faith. It is not by anything that we can do. It is not by anything that we can do. It is not about us. It is a gift of God. It is a gift of God. You don't have to do anything but put your faith in Jesus and receive his love and acceptance and his approval. Now I want to tell you, my life did not just all of a sudden become perfect. Because remember, I was a college student away from home. I was living with a lot of baggage and I was living in patterns of sin. You know, it was really hard growing my faith in my college years. And since then, I've even, you know, I've had a life with some bumpy roads. You know, it's, it hasn't been easy. It's had a lot of twists and turns. My story, I mean, it's filled with fractured pieces, some incredibly stupid choices, um, and some ugly truths that I believed for a very long time. But I stand here today to tell you my story is also filled with victory. It is filled with peace and it's filled with forgiveness. It is healed with, it's filled with healing. And if you let him today, he will heal you too. He will heal you too. In the past, I carried years of insecurities. Growing up in America, I was picked on for the way I looked, for the way I talked, for what I believed. People just didn't understand. I felt rejected. So I carried that weight and that burden for a long time. But when I really started to learn God's word, I began to realize all those so-called insecurities that were actually all lies for the enemy. They were all lies from Satan. And as soon as I received that revelation about what God's word said about me, and I began to confess it and believe it, the fiery darts of the enemy, they did not stick. They did not stick. I began to declare God's word about my past, my present, my future, what his hope was for me. And I started to experience breakthrough. I was not allowing anyone else's words to supersede what God's word said about me. And each time, I wanna encourage you guys this, each time you talk about what God has done in your life and what God is gonna do in your life, it adds power to your life. It confirms his reality over your life. Don't let the enemy tell you that you don't have a powerful testimony. It's, that it's not powerful, that's a lie. I thought that lie for so long. I believed that lie. I bought the ticket. But you know what? When we begin to declare God's word over our life, the lies of the enemy are exposed. And one of my favorite verses in Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, for I know the plans I have for you. 
They are plans for good, declares the Lord. They are to prosper you. They are not to harm you. They are to give you a future and a hope. Declaring what God's word says about your future is so important to walking on the right path that he has planned for you. Because in Christ, we have a future and we have a hope. And each time you talk about it, the enemy will flee. Because God has brought me through so much. He has brought me through rejection. He's brought me through fear. He's brought me through doubt. He's brought me through abuse. He's brought me through infertility. He's brought me through shame. He's brought me through abuse. He's brought me through divorce. He has brought me through single motherhood. He has healed me from the inside out. And it's only by his grace. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Whoever is a new believer in Christ is a new creation. The old way of living, it's gone. It has disappeared. A new way of living has come into existence. When Jesus exchanged our sin for his righteousness on the cross, he made us brand new. I am made brand new. You have been made brand new. You can be made brand new today. Who we were before has no bearing on who we are today and who we will be in the future. We are wholly forgiven and loved. God saw me and he loved me anyway. God sees you and he loves you. He loves you. Remember, God is still writing my story. God is still writing your story. God is still writing your story. He is not done with us yet. So don't lose hope and let go of your faith when the trials come because of maybe even what you've yet to see come to pass. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says this. Now three things remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. Amen. I just recently read this excerpt by one of my favorite authors, Lisa Turkrust, and I just really feel that it's fitting and I really wanna share it with you guys. And I believe it will be an encouragement to you. She wrote this, she said, living loved isn't deciding in your mind, I deserve to be loved, or manipulating your heart to feel loved. No, it's settling in your soul. I was created by a God who formed me because he loved the very thought of me. When I was nothing, he looked at me and he said, it is good. He declared, it is good, it is very good, and very loved. So today, by sharing my story with you, I pray my desire for you is that you would cross over from feeling unloved to loved, from feeling hopeless to hopeful, unworthy to worthy, from struggling to surrendering. Today is that day from hurt to healing because he did it for me, friends, and he can do it for you. Let's pray with every head bowed and every eyes closed. Oh, Father, we thank you for your grace today. We thank you that we are never forsaken or forgotten by you.
If you're here today and something that you've heard is tugging on your heart and you say, you know, I have yet to start my faith journey. Well, today is a brand new day and today you can be set free. You can receive all that God has for you. His love and acceptance, it's a free gift. The Bible says that all you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Or maybe you're here today and you're saying, I prayed that prayer a long time ago. I made that decision, but life has gotten in the way. Circumstances, daily struggles, maybe they've pulled you far from God or they've hardened your heart a little bit. I want you to know today that there is hope for you. There is peace for you. All you've got to do is reach out and grab it. God is waiting for you to come home. So I want you to be bold right now. I want you to lift your hands up to the heavens and I want you to ask for his forgiveness. Declare it. Declare it today that Jesus is Lord over your life. There is freedom in him. There is freedom in him. Thank you, Father. Thank you for every hope, for every future, for every desire of our hearts. We surrender it to you today. We trust you. May your life and your light shine bright in our lives. When all hope seems lost, Lord, you are there for us. Bring healing to our hearts and our minds. Set us free. May we never be the same again. Forgive us when we've gotten ahead of you. Forgive us. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. We thank you for a future and a hope. And we receive all of that today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, church. Thank you. Thanks for checking out this week's message on the Elevate Church podcast. And we hope you really enjoyed it. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. Welcome to the family. We would love to know about it. So please let us know by going to elevatechurch.com slash yes. There'll be some practical resources that will help you as you start this journey. If you want to support the mission and vision of Elevate Church to help people far from God reach their full potential in Christ, go to elevatechurch.com slash give. We'll see you soon. Have a great week.